It's time for the PSL Radio Show. For all you need to know about the Premier Soccer League, fixtures, results and all the latest news. Proudly brought to you by the Premier Soccer League. PSL Radio Show. Just go on 6.30 on SFM, South Africa's news and information lead. I think it's called a senior moment. Seeing him daily, but uh, tune in tomorrow. Questions on cars on uh, MoneyWeb, Friday edition. Uh, right now, it is the Thursday edition of SFM Sports Wrap, which means it is the PSL radio show, Segun Jalo. We're uh, going to be talking football to the top of the hour. We've got a very special guest in studio, and we're going to be discussing football with uh, one of the players of the side that is currently top of the AMSA Premiership standings. Indeed, Supersport United, uh, they've got some tough matches coming up in including a league tie against Ajax Cape Town this weekend and, of course, starting their Nedbank Cup campaign, defence of their Nedbank Cup title in a few days' time, plus a home and an away tie to a Sudanese side in the CAF Confederation Cup. That's all coming up in the next few days. So Supersport United are in for uh, a very tough time. Very congested is uh, the schedule. We'll get into uh, the guest in just a moment or so, but I do have to, uh, I do have to uh, give you some great news in terms of sports news. South Africa at the moment are leading Senegal by two goals to nil in their second match of the Under-20 Africa Cup of Nations at the Liwa Mwanawasa Stadium in Zambia. Liam Jordan opened the scoring in the first minute and Tertius Malepe has just uh, added a second for South Africa. And a win for Amajita Nindola would actually see them qualify for the semi-finals and earn a place thereby at the 2017 FIFA Under-20 World Cup in Korea this May. So great news for South Africa, considering they still have one group game to come against bottom of the log, Sudan, in their next game. Uh, Cameroon beat, uh, beating Sudan 4-1 in the uh, day's earlier Group B match, incidentally. Rugby now, week two of Super Rugby got underway with the Force beating the Reds 26-19 in an All-Australian match in Perth. The Force won after uh, the sides were tied at 12 all at halftime. The Force scoring three tries through Chance Penny, Matt Phillip and Curtis Rona while wing Eto Nabuli scored all three Reds tries. Meanwhile, there's one match tomorrow as uh, two of the more impressive teams in round one meet as the uh, Chiefs host the Blues in Waikato at 8.35 South African time. The Blues surprise, uh, they were rather ruthless in their uh, opening match against the Rebels. And the Chiefs, a very different prospect though to the uh, Rebels. They'll certainly be tough to beat in Hamilton. They've won uh, the last 10 meetings between the teams by an average of just under eight points there. Further afield, the Blitzbox pivot. Bronco de Pria is keen to taste USA success again when South Africa contest the Las Vegas Sevens leg this weekend, the fifth round of the uh, World Sevens series. And their Blitzbox take on Canada this coming Saturday. It's around 4.43 South African time in their opening pool A match before meeting France at around 7.40. And Wales will be in the early hours of Sunday morning South African time and will be de Pria's 50th tournament appearance for the Blitzbox in the World Series. De Pria was uh, part of all three Blitzbox squads that have won titles in Las Vegas since the USA leg of the World Series moved there in 2010. Cricket news, uh, Proteus skipper A.B. de Villiers has been talking uh, up their series-deciding ODI clash with the Black Caps set to take place at the venue of their most recent World Cup heartache. De Villiers admitted that the pressure is on the Proteus, having twice let a one-match uh, lead slip in the five-match series, giving the fifth ODI an air of a final. In 2015, the Proteus were beaten by New Zealand in the World Cup semi-final in Auckland, with South Africa's death bowling taking the blame. The Proteus will need to beat New Zealand if they are to regain the number one world ranking on the ICC ODI table. Golf news now. There's a three-way tie for the lead after the first round of the China Open at Pretoria Country Club. Golf correspondent Michael Flismus has the details. 
South Africa's Hayden Porteous has tied for the lead in the Chwani Open after a first round of six under par 65 and having finally found the form he's been searching for. It's something that I've really been searching for for the last few months. You know, I was in a dark place with my golf and you know, to, to come back in, in my home country and, and in my home province to you know, start to find a, a golf swing and, and put some really good scores underneath the belt is you know, something that I really, really have needed for a long time and, and it must say it, it feels good. Portia shares the lead with Gregory Havre and Alexander Bjork, one stroke clear of the field. Home favourite and 2015 champion George Kutsia opened with a round of three under. Michael Flismas, Pretoria Country Club. He's just finally on a more sombre note, South African golfer Simon Hobday has passed away at the age of 76 after a long battle with cancer. Hobday, one of the game's great characters, won 17 professional events, including the 1971 South African Open, plus the 1976 German Open and the 1979 Madrid Open on the European Tour. As a senior, he played in the United States on the Senior PGA Tour, which is now the Champions Tour, where he claimed five titles between 1993 and 1995, including one senior major, the 94 US Senior Open. And that's your sports news. PSL Radio Show. Radio Show. Proudly brought to you by the Premier Soccer League. SFM South Africa's news and information leader. Now uh, we're talking football to the top of the hour. I'm delighted to say that we uh, have got a representative of the club currently sitting top of the Absa Premiership standing, Supersport United, in studio with us. Uh, Grant Kikana is no stranger to uh, football audiences in South Africa. One of the uh, one of the men who made his name at a very young age. Uh, Grant, welcome to the studio. Thanks for making time for us. Nah, thanks for having me. It's an honour to be here. Now, uh, we we uh, we haven't seen your name much this season, but you, like many of your clubmates, have actually had a pretty injury ravaged season. But it must feel great to be to be back and playing competitive football again. Yeah, it is quite difficult, you know. I think uh, I tore ligament in my knee, in my right knee, in September. So I've been out. Um, I only got back in January. So, yeah, it's been tough, but um, I think the guys have been doing well, and uh, hopefully we can just continue on the run that we're on. It was, uh, it was medial and lateral ligaments that were were, were damaged. Yeah, and um, there was also a patella te- tendon tear. So it was a double injury. So when you have injuries like that, do you sit back and go, thank goodness it wasn't uh, my Achilles that popped, or thank goodness my ACL, my anterior cruciate didn't snap, or do you, you, know, do you go through that? process of injury I'm going to be out it's I mean it's it's obviously disappointing but do you go through that sort of I don't want to say depression because it's almost a depression that I know players have have spoken about when they do pick up these injuries sort of you know but uh, like no one likes getting injured because we all want to be on the field we all want to play so when you get injured it's like a step back and you know you have to work your way back into the team again you know and when the team's doing well it's even more difficult to get back into the team so um, we always try and prevent injuries, but sometimes they, they, they just occur. And you talk about the team doing well. The team's not doing just well. They're doing very well at the moment. Currently top of the AFSA Premiership standings. You're defending champions in the Nedbank Cup. We'll talk about the Nedbank Cup title offence, which starts soon as well in, in a moment. But also the top scoring team, which I think is, is very impressive when you consider um, the quality football that we've seen from so many teams so far this season, including defending champion Sundowns, including Bidvestfits, and I think including Cape Town City, who were perhaps a bit of a surprise package. Yeah, it's always good to have those um, for us, you know, but I think 
like coach tells us every day that um, we could still get better. You know, I think there were games where we should have really won, but we either got a point or, you know, I think we've, we've only lost one game this season, but we've dropped a whole lot of points. So yeah. it could come against us, but hopefully not. It could come against us um, towards the end of the season. So we're just looking to pick up as many points as possible and just um, play the way the coach wants us to play. Well, you're scoring the goals as well, so if it comes down to goal difference, you guys are uh, are right up there. But uh, yeah, I suppose that, that's fair enough. I mean, you went on that 14 match unbeaten run as a team, um, where I suppose you you threw away points you would regard it as points against Free State Stars, points against uh, Golden Arrows. Uh, it was a Baroka, I think you drew with as well in that run. Those would be two points lost rather than another unbeaten game in 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 many minds, I would imagine. But that that's that's a team with a w- winning mindset, though. Yeah, you know, uh, I think coach has instilled that in us, and you know, it's just uh, made us accustomed to to winning. And we always play to win. You know, we always play. We, we always um, want to play beautiful football. So we always o- also have to depend on the end result being a positive one for us, so that we can solidify our place at the top of the league standings. So we just always just looking to win games. The uh, the thing that impressed me really was the way you guys played against Highlands Park. Not because uh, I mean Highlands Park are a team that are they. They're putting in some decent football for periods without necessarily playing great games, and certainly they've conceded many goals. But the the way the rain was coming down and affecting uh, the match was was a difficult one. And I think cause some of the players were out there struggling. But Supersport United looked like they were able to adapt to those conditions so so well. I think Dean Furman was leading the way, I suppose, having played in England for so long. He's he's entirely used to wet pitches and uh, and rain coming down. But would would you say you're you're a more complete team this season? That you're a, a more adaptable, versatile, complete team? I think we are a versatile team, you know, I think uh even in practice sessions, you know, coach has us playing different types of styles, you know, so that we can adapt to different teams. So I think we we do gel and adapt um, quicker. And I think it, it also goes down to um, the experience that we have in the team. You know, I think we have the likes of Morgan, Yeah, Yeah, Dean, you know, mm. they've all been there. They've all done it, you know, and they still want to do more. And they encourage us youngsters to do to do even better. I talked about the injury uh, concerns, and I mean, you talk about experience. Morgan, somebody who's struggled with injuries uh, throughout the latter half of his career now, certainly, and he's, what, 33? Um, so, so, I mean, he's had a, a good career behind him. Uh, but you've got some other experienced players who've also been struggling with injury in recent times. Jeremy Brocky hasn't been completely fit. Uh, Tefo Mashamaite took a while for him to make his uh, first Supersport United appearance. Keegan Ritchie, um, part of the squad, wanting to get involved. You... Um, so they've been. A, I think Fakhri Lakay was also uh, injured. There've been quite a few injury concerns for SuperSport United. But in a sense, when you look around, when you include your recovery, these recoveries have come at a, at a very important time because now you've got, as I mentioned, that congestion just about to hit you. Uh, have have the sort of uh, injuries ceased at the right time when you consider that you're going to be campaigning in three different competitions in the space of a, a few days. Um, I'd like to think so. Uh, I think um, uh, at the moment, you know, um, we we all wanted we want the big we want the big squad, the full squad, to be completely fit. So I think it's going to work in our favor because of the load. We'll be sharing the load together. You know, I think the players that have been playing the past uh, couple of months during the first um, round of the season, you know, they did quite well for us to put us uh, where we are right now. So I think for us, it's just to pick on from where they left off and just. Um, 
uh, finish as strong as possible. Talking about leaving it off, uh, where there's, uh, there's plenty to talk about. We're in the studio with uh, Grant Kakana of Supersport United. Uh, certainly lots more to talk about uh, with uh, Grant Kakana on Supersport United, currently top of the Absa Premiership standings. Just a quick update, though, from uh, South Africa against Senegal in the uh, under-20 Africa Cup of Nations at the Levi Mwanawasa Stadium in uh, in Zambia. South Africa still 2-0 up over Senegal with uh, 41 minutes on the clock. PSL Radio Show. Radio Show. Proudly brought to you by the Premier Soccer League. Absolute Premiership uh, top team, uh, Supersport United, has got Grant Kagan in the studio with us tonight as we uh, discuss all aspects of uh, Supersport United. Uh, Grant, uh, it, we, we talk about this incredibly tough schedule, but I think what makes it even more tough is, is, is the travel to, to various parts of, of the continent. Uh, Travelling to Madagascar is one thing for uh, for a match against El Gigo Plus. Uh, you came back with the with a victory, um, advanced to the the next round of the CAF Confederation Cup. But next fixture in continental competition is against Alali Shandi, and there are people that might not know where Alali Shandi is from. And Sudan is not the easiest country to get to in terms of travel time, particularly if you go through the Emirates. Uh, which is how I believe you you, you travel mostly. Um, so you're probably looking at a good 20 to 24 hours of travel time to get there and then to get back. That's just to get to the country, never mind bus rides to very different parts of Sudan because I don't think there's too many other modes of transport. How much does that actually take out of you as a, as a player? Um, it takes its toll. Uh, but there's just some things you can't control. You know, you just have to um, live with it and just go there, give your best performance and come back and give another good performance, you know, week in, week out, because we do want to be playing um, week in, week out. You know, um, it even helps us because um, we train less, because we play more. So mm. I think, you know, it's, it's something that we shouldn't see as a negative, but rather to get experience in Africa as well. You know, I think Sundowns did mm. well in, in, in the CAF and winning the CAF and they conquered Africa. So it's one of our aspirations for the future, you know, and we're just hoping to go there and give out a good performance. Yeah, I mean, Jeremy Rocky was talking about the excitement of playing in the uh, CAF Confederation Cup, having watched Orlando Pirates do it and then having watched uh, Sundowns um, win, the, win the Champions League on top of it as well. He, there was an excitement from him and I know from certain of your teammates as well that there is some excitement about playing continental competition, which, which I'm delighted to see because in you know years gone by, there would be largely dismissive a- uh, attitudes towards playing in continental competition. But how do you feel about uh, about playing CAF Confederation Cup and CAF Champions League? Do you, do you like the the challenge? Yeah, I think it's also going to help me challenge myself, you know, playing against other African um, teams because we don't know how they are, you know, how physical they can be. And, you know, it's things we need to adapt to so that we as well um, as a league can improve, you know, and go back to that number one spot in Africa. So I think it's going to bode well for us if we go there with the right mindset and the right attitude. And before the home league against Delali Shandi, you have uh, a very important tie against Royal Eagles to start the defensive in Nedbank Cup title. It's it's going to be a, it, that's going to be a, uh, I suppose a, a pressure match in a way. But do you, do you feel a, a certain pressure being defending champions? 
think there's always pressure, you know, going into games because we always want to win. So there's all kinds of pressure, but um, I think we're in this game to enjoy, to improve and to be the best that we can be. So we we take less pressure and we, we give the more focus on the team and ourselves. And yeah, I think we just work hard and try win. Work hard and try win. That's uh, that, that's right out of Stuart Baxter's manual, right there. That's it. He expects he expects only the best of his players. I mean, he's he, he brings a winning attitude. Uh, I'm pretty sure that the, the spine of the team that worked with him previously at Kaiser Chiefs, with Peterson goal, with uh, Morgan uh, and Tefu Chiefs in in defence, with uh, Yeye in midfield, Masango in midfield, with Nkata up front, they would all no doubt have conveyed. What what Stuart Baxter's uh, mentality is like, but have you actually found working with with Stuart? I think it's been an amazing experience. You know, he's obviously come with his tactics, and you know they've. I I, I can say that they've improved my game. You know, they've made me uh, more aware, and um, they've they've just improved my my mentality towards football as well. You know, and I'm really grateful to be working under a coach like Stuart Baxter. You know, who's got good credibility. To, um, from whichever teams has been to, so I think it's it's, it's really good for us because we all um, are heading in the same direction. Yeah, Stuart Baxter is uh, not surprisingly one of those that's considered uh, is an option for the new Bafana Bafana coach as well. Uh, I suppose that would be bittersweet in a way if you were to lose him, and I'm not saying necessarily now, but uh, in the years ahead, uh, or in the immediate years ahead, if if he should go on to um, to to coaching international um, teams again rather than uh, coaching club teams but working with somebody on a day-to-day basis is very different to working with them for two or three days at a time in a in a training camp so I suppose the the sort of setups are very very different but from a from a, a player's perspective would would you like to see a local coach would you like to see an international coach or would you like to see somebody who's going to bring in fresh ideas what what would you like as, as as a player that has ambitions no doubt of playing for the national team what would you like to see in a coach I think for us um, a local coach would uh, bode well for us because we've seen what coach Peter has done with sundowns and you know it's possible yeah you know and I think in all fairness I think they all deserve a chance you know one of the local coaches I mean and if it were an international then it it's obviously not for me to decide, but it'll be for them. But I would prefer um, a local coach. Yeah, I think uh, in terms of familiarising yourself with the players available to you, lo- because largely they are based in uh, in South Africa these days, and the honour of the days with Hans Funk uh, and Bradley Carnell and Aaron Mugwena and Quinton Fortune and uh, you know all, all those uh, foreign-based players, Benny McCarthy and Sean Bartlett available to the national team. Uh, we've got a quick break. When we come back, though, uh, we'll continue talking to Grant Gagano of Supersport United just to confirm that at half-time, South Africa are leading Senegal by two goals to nil in their under-20 Africa Cup of Nations tie in Zambia. As part of our drive for economic renewal aimed at villages, township and small dorpies economies, the Northwest government is focusing investment in critical areas of energy, science and ICT. The Provincial Energy Science and ICT Summit aims to further stimulate development and innovation in these areas. Researchers, specialists and various stakeholders will get together to discuss and identify programs that will be implemented across the province for the benefits of rural, township and small dorpies economies. The summit takes place on the 2nd and 3rd of March 2017 at Madiba Hall in Chokwen. This program is brought to you by the Northwest Provincial Government. SAFM 104 to 107. 
Conversations that thrill you and music that moves you. PSL Radio Show. Proudly brought to you by the Premier Soccer League. It's FM South Africa's news and information leader, nine minutes to seven, coming up for eight minutes to seven on SFM. Uh, Grant Kakana in studio of Supersport United. Uh, Grant, back and playing competitive football again after a recent injury. Uh, recovered, thankfully, and uh, now very much part of uh, Supersport United's advance in the CAF Confederation Cup and uh, looking, no doubt, to get back into the the team that is doing so very well in the Amps Premiership, which sees the team top of the standings. On that point, though... Uh, you, you you spoke about the team that is playing so well. It is difficult to try to displace a, a team that has become a cohesive unit, but you are going to need some rotation, certainly, and there is going to be a, a greater requirement on, on, on depth in the squad as the, as the matches pile up, no doubt. But trying to win back a, a regular starting place, does it make it all the more tough when you return from, from injury, and especially when this team is as cohesive as they are right now? I think it has been tough. Uh, obviously, Michael's been doing very well at right back. You know, he's even scoring goals. He's creating. He's been defending well. You know, but we give each other support. You know, in training we tell each other about our opponents and how they are, and you know, we have that kind of relationship. So, as much as I would be like, uh, I would be like to playing to be playing. Um, I also um, wish him the best when he goes onto the field so that if when it's my turn, he'll do the same, you know, and that's just the relationship we have at the club. So it's obviously been difficult, but it hasn't deterred me from working hard and just trying to, to, to be ready whenever I'll be called upon. And hopefully with the calf, like coach has shown um, in the previous two legs, um, that he's, he is willing to rotate the squad, you know, to, to share the load with the, uh, with the other guys. What's the aim in the CAF Confederation Cup? Is it to go all the way to, to, to claim the title or at the moment is the thinking still let's take it one match at a time, see how it goes? I think it's just uh, to take it one game at a time because we don't want to get um, too carried away too early. So we're just taking it one game at a time and yeah, we're just um, hopefully wishing for a positive results. I mean, updating the scores on the uh, under-20 uh, Africa Cup of Nations uh, currently being played in Zambia at the moment. And, of course, there's, there's a great deal of excitement about the, uh, the, the sort of prospects that, that we're seeing. Luther Singh has been spoken about, Liam Jordan. We know and understand Liam Jordan's qualities. Uh, Tertius Malepe, Kadleho Mohame of, of Supersport United. In fact, there's quite a few Supersport United players there. Mundi Mbordo, the goalkeeper. Kadleho uh, Mohame, you've got Tiboko um, Mukwena, uh, Kanisa Mayo. Uh, son of of, of the great uh, Patrick Mayo, Th- there's there's a lot of talent just to come out of SuperSport United alone. But when you watch the squad, do you get excited about the the the, the prospect of South African football? I think we're showing that we're becoming a dominant force again. And you know, I think it's not easy. Like today, we're dominating Senegal. You know, it's not. It hasn't been easy in the past couple of years. You know, but I think we we're trying to reclaim that, and we're on the right track. When you consider that we qualified as well for the Rio Olympic Games with a with a strong under twenty three squad uh, and and held our own in large parts during that tournament, uh, I, I think uh, I think yeah, there is a sense that the future is is bright as well. Certainly, from a club perspective, though, is there a feeling inside the club that there is a continued emphasis on on development, the academy players, and producing bright young talent? Yeah, I think Supersports always had a system where they promote one or two each each and every year, you know. And if you look at it, most junior national t- at junior level, the national teams, um, 
a lot of players have come from the Super Sports United Academy, you know, and I think um, Coach Cornelio Copa has been doing a superb yeah. job, you know. I mean, ever since I got to tax, I've been hearing about him. He's produced the likes of Kermit, Kamahelo Mukocho, you know, and the list continues and he, he's ke- he keeps on doing it each and every year. So I think um, on the development side, we, we're still quite secure. Uh, you talk about Tux. Uh, you, you've you've had some great experiences with the University of Pretoria over the years as well. You, you're back at SuperSport United now, but you, you were University of Pretoria between them. winning the uh, the MDC. Did you get it? Were you part of the team that actually went over to? Yeah, Netherlands. actually, what happened was uh, I think there was a game we played against SuperSport, so I got dropped the next game, yeah. and then they sent me to Kimberley to play Chiefs. So if we had beaten Chiefs, then we'd qualify for the semi-final mm. I think against Supersport so I told um, Coach Sly who was then the assistant coach at Tax that Musala, if we yeah. beat Supersport in the semi-finals then I'm definitely I know we're going to win the final but I'm definitely going to Holland <laughs> <laughs> so yeah we it was a good experience in Holland we played um, Sole uh, we played here in Vin and we played uh, okay I forgot the third team um, so yeah it was a great experience I mean we won one game we drew one and we lost one so yeah, yeah. I mean, that the Dutch football system is is what many of the, the the best sort of systems in the world are are based on. Although Netherlands doesn't necessarily dominate world football, I think a lot of the modern football tactics come directly from the Ajax system, from Rinus Michel's total football um, philosophy. Did did you feel that when you were there? Did you get the sense that you're following in the footsteps, maybe of a Johan Grave or Ruud Kroll or? <laughs> Yeah, like when you even when you play those teams that side, uh, you you get to see that the style of play is different to to the one here in South Africa mm. because here yeah, it's fast, it's you know, but there they like uh, they know when to attack and they know when to just keep the ball, you know. So they they do theirs in peri- in moments, and mm. you know it was frustrating to an extent because we used to going at each other here, and then there they were just patient sitting back, and then they were penetrating at a fast. Um, fast pace so it was a good experience you know just to learn and see how yeah. different uh, football in Europe is compared to South Africa but I don't think we yeah. I don't think we that far off in terms of um, skill and ability and you know yeah. and I, I would agree with you on that certainly but it's, time is against us I just looked up at the clock now and it got the shock of my life which is really <laughs> the, 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 the top of the hour there's so many things I wanted to talk to you about but I, I do want to ask you one thing I know you were, you were a big music fan you were actually trying to play the piano <laughs> yeah. tell me how far that got yeah <laughs> I think that lasted the best part of two two and a half months and then I was like nah. it's better than a new year's resolution <laughs> at least I tried <laughs> Okay, so so you managed not to uh, to conquer the piano in terms of tactics. But look, on on a football note, to to close, what are you, what are you hoping to achieve with SuperSport United this season? I think we just hoping to do the best that we possibly can, you know. And if silverware comes with that, then we'll be um, happy with it. Um, but right now, it's just about improving each and every game, playing um, the way the coach wants us to play, and yeah, just getting positive results. Grant Kagana, it's great to see you back from uh, from injury and playing for SuperSport United. I wish you everything of the best for the remainder of the season and certainly in the Nedbank Cup and the CAF Confederation Cup as well. No, thanks a lot, mate. Proudly brought to you by the Premier Soccer League. Soccer! 
Well, that's uh, that's all we got time for. Unfortunately, Kanku uh, Kana, such a fascinating young man, a man who's already had uh, several seasons in the uh, South African top flight, despite only being 24 years old. Can you believe it? Although he does turn 25 later this year.